This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. General Booty. I didn't know that was a person until right then. That was the name of my fantasy football team the other day, uh, a few years back. It's Kenny Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones and Myron Metcalf. We are your Sunday morning NFL pregame hosts from 10 to 1, and we are here with you all afternoon from 3 to 7. You can uh, We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and you can join us, 888-SAY-ESPN. If you've ever listened to us before, we like to talk to the fans and go to the phones. So if you ever want to jump in, I'll be honest with you, I don't even care what you talk about. Like, it can be about what we're talking about, or it can just be about life. I'm good with it because I like my man Myron, who's wearing a bright orange shirt. I just yeah. got done. I teach a college class on sports law. Myron, I just walked out of it and walked in here with you, and I'm ready to go. Hey, man, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. You can see the brightness of the orange. Are you anti-orange? You said almost yes. like you're I, are, I are you like an orangist. Orange. You're an orange. Well, you it's, it's not about there? the color per se. Okay. It's about you have that, like, you know, puke inside of a pumpkin orange, yeah. Tennessee orange. Yeah. And it's like, have you ever seen that video from back in the day, the Alabama fan who says he yeah. doesn't like Tennessee yeah. and he doesn't yeah. like oh, orange? Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. And he, he uses a line of like, he says, it's not the kind of orange you can sit with, which I don't really know what that means, <laughs> but you're sense. not wearing the kind of See? orange I can sit with. You're wearing the bright orange. I'm always jealous that country people can say things like that. And it sounds cool and it makes sense and nobody questions it. Yeah, if I Shannon, said it, will you, it wouldn't make sense, right? Shannon, will you find that video? There's a video. It's many years old. It's of an Alabama fan talking about Tennessee. And you like you'll see it if you put Alabama fan talks about Tennessee Shannon you'll find it I want it's probably been a long time since it's been on the radio I want you to to play that Myron and you can see what I'm saying about the orange you can sit with yeah it could be Bengals orange too I mean it's it could be a lot of different you, oranges I you hate know? how you say Bengals it's well, how Bengals. do you say it? I've said to you before it's Bengals it's not Bengals it's Listen. Bengals. Bingo and Bengals shouldn't start the same way. <laughs> so, again, you all are doing that consonant thing where there's a different alphabet for about <laughs> 17 states, you know? So, I don't think yeah. it's Bengals. Well, speaking of the Bengals, Joe Burrow has returned to practice today. It was his first time since July 27th. You remember he suffered a calf injury on the 27th. And it comes after Zach Taylor had said yesterday that he wasn't sure. He basically said, we'll see if he practices this week. He said that none of this has anything to do with contract talks. And to the extent it did, it's over now because he is practicing today. And here was Zach Taylor on Joe Burrow's current status. I think he has a very healthy body, um, and I'm encouraged by that. Just following up one more on Joe Burrow, is there any connection to his practice availability to what's going on with his contract situation? No. By the way, that is a quote (laughs) no one's ever used about me and Myron where he said he has a very healthy body. I've never had anyone look at me and go, you know that Matt Jones, he has a very healthy body. Do you think Joe Burrow will be ready to go full speed ahead week one? Yeah, not only do I think he'll be ready to go, I think he'll be a lot richer, too. My, my guess is he's out there because the deal has been signed. It just hasn't been announced. Like He's going to sign the biggest deal in NFL history. Uh, that will happen. Because if I'm him, man, I'm oh, wait not a minute. Is that, is that scoop or is that is – that, Oh, uh, I mean, just because he's going to reset the market. I mean, I assume he'll reset the market. But I wouldn't go back onto the practice field after an injury unless that contract had been signed. So my assumption is a deal is in place or else we wouldn't see Joe Burrow. Like, that wouldn't make sense to me. I, I Maybe. 
But also, he's under contract. I mean, what's he going to do? He's not going to sit out. Come, I mean, like after – guys like Joe Burrow, I mean, running backs sit out, but quarterbacks – when have we seen a quarterback sit out? Like, that doesn't really yeah. happen, does it? No, it doesn't. But this is also the time, like, when teams in this situation – they love to announce moments like this, right? Like you saw that with Josh Allen a couple of years ago. They love to say, here's our star quarterback. Here's this NFL record-breaking contract. It's weird to me, Matt, that that hasn't happened yet, especially with the injury situation. So I'm just guessing here. I don't have any inside information. I would assume Joe Burrow feels confident enough in a deal that's coming that he would get back out there and say, let's go. It does feel like to me when I heard a calf strain, First of all, that's not a phrase I hear a lot, calf strain, and it does feel like he was out a long time for a calf strain. I will acknowledge that feels like, you know, it's been six weeks. That's a long time to strain your calf. Yeah, and that's a weird – it was kind of mysterious. We had a lot of storylines we dealt with in the offseason. We just kind of forgot that maybe the second or third best quarterback in the NFL wasn't practicing even – You know, you had the Kevin Durant cast strain a couple years ago. Remember, then that led to the Achilles. So I do think maybe there's more caution. But I don't buy that the contract wasn't at least a factor in this, Matt. I mean, if you're Joe Burrow, you want to make sure you're 100%. And you want to make sure the money is there. Especially after Justin Herbert signed his deal. I feel like for me, he is definitively the second best quarterback in the NFL. Like, I'm ready. I, I think, you know, Mahomes is one until he's knocked off. But for me, Burrow's pretty definitively too. Is he for you? He is for me. He wasn't for the ESPN 100. I don't know if you saw that the other day. Where they have him? They had him behind Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I don't get that. I mean, what is that based on? I mean, Jalen Hurts had one year that was successful, but the AFC is way better than the NFC in pretty much every regard. Hurts was awesome last year, but that's one year. We've seen it from Burrow now. Two full years, really three years, he's been really good. Two years, he's been amazing. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. I mean, I far be it from me to criticize the ESPN Top 100, but I think if it was the Matt Jones Top 100, he's definitively number two. He's my number two quarterback. I mean, I understand why Jalen Hurts has risen the way he has based on how he played, based on him having another good team around him. But I think in terms of just if you're picking a dude to win games, it yeah. would be Joe Burrow after how Patrick many, How many – how many fans out there, if I told you you can pick – and if you don't live in Philadelphia and I told you you can pick one quarterback to lead your franchise for the next 10 years, I mean, isn't like 90% of people going to take Joe Burrow? Probably, yeah. I mean, over other than Mahomes. I think Mahomes is the only guy. Yeah, I, no, I agree. After Mahomes, yeah. But I think that's why all this matters so much because, Matt, we haven't heard anything about Joe Burrow in a month, and that is so bizarre. So how healthy is he? Because I think if he's coming back and he's not ready to go and the Bengals struggle early, that's going to affect things in the postseason. There's only that one bye for a team in the AFC and the NFC. Uh, if he comes back and he's 100%, now you start talking about, okay, can they challenge Kansas City? Are they going to get the bye, maybe get to a Super Bowl? But I think his health at this moment matters a lot for that team and what they're going to be able to do at the start of the season. Well, I mean, they look, the one seed matters. Now, they've gone and won in the AFC Championship at Kansas City before. Yes, they That's have. That's something they've done, and they won at Buffalo last year. But you look at the schedule. 
they have a much tougher schedule, in my opinion, than the Chiefs. The yeah. Chiefs, I think the AFC West is much easier with the Ravens, the Steelers, and the, and the Browns. I think the AFC North is a lot harder. And then, you know, they end up playing the NFC West. That's not a terrible draw for them, but they also still have to play the Bills. I mean, that's the team they get uh, out of the AFC East. So I, I think it's going to be a tough year for the Bengals schedule-wise. And if you – that. The point of all that, though, is if you miss, if you miss Burrow for any amount of games, you're not getting the one seed. Yes, and I think ideally, you know, you look at what Kansas City did with it and how that helped them in a situation where Mahomes was hurt. That team will have the advantage clearly over everybody. Both one seeds make it to the Super Bowl, so that's why I wonder, you know, where is Joe Burrow? He's practicing, and that's great. Are they saying he's going to be out there week one? And what does this all mean when it comes to his contract? Because, again, Matt, I would not be on anybody's football field with NFL history financially sitting right there with me. He's also, you know, you know my uh, sort of dislike overall for handsome quarterbacks because <laughs> I, because, you know, I him just and Brady? feel like, yeah, well, I don't, for some reason, I don't dislike him as much as I do the rest of them. Yeah. And and I know that like he's the TikTok's hero, but I was watching Aaron Rodgers last night on Hard Knocks. Can I just tell you this? In my opinion, has been the worst Hard Knocks of all time because it's basically been a Hallmark card to Aaron Rodgers. I cannot, oh, I cannot stand it. But I don't feel that way about Burrow for whatever reason. Well, I, I think Hard Knocks has been fun. I mean, with with Aaron really? Rodgers, yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, I Why? don't know if they live up to the hype. It's just been. Fun. You haven't seen Aaron Rodgers. But you have like a that. thing for it. Yes, no, you have. I, I mean, he's like, oh, I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm so great. And then it's all people going, you know who's great? Eight. First of all, I hate that they call him eight. His name is <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. It's weird. It's a little then weird. Stop calling him eight. His name is Aaron Rodgers. You can't say Carcucci board many more times <laughs> without me wanting to. I mean, they're just it was fun the first point. time. It was fun. That's exactly how they threw it into the ground. And then it's all like, you know, eight, man, eight can get it done. And here's the thing that made me the maddest about it. So you got me worked up. You know, there was that story a couple weeks ago that the Buck Buccaneers like completely demolished the yeah. Jets offensive line. And then they didn't let them back for the second day. They didn't even deal with that on the show. They didn't even act like it happened. Well, I mean, yes, Aaron Rodgers probably is the executive producer. I could, ima- I mean, I imagine that he's uh, holding some scenes oh, out. Stop it! And there literally were scenes in. with dudes talking about how great his hair was. Like, stop <laughs> it! No, there are no yeah. NFL players sitting around going, you know, man, eight's hair looks great today. Like, stop it! You've worked in the TV world, Matt. There is nobody who's like. We can focus on Aaron Rodgers, or we can focus on some six-round pick that nobody's ever heard of. It's rare that you have an Aaron Rodgers on hard knocks. Guys like that don't end up there because it's always teams that are really bad. So I actually think this is a unique hard knocks because you of the Jets situation. Aaron Rodgers. 888-SAY-ESPN. If you've enjoyed that Aaron Rodgers love fest, let me know. I have not. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You can get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, your RV, your boat, and your ATV and more. Like rich guys like Myron, they have a motorcycle, they have an RV, they have a boat, and they have an ATV, and they're like, how do I combine all of (laughs) these? They You can do it in one place, bundle and save at Progressive.com. 
Breaking news from ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Colts have not received what they felt was a fair value trade offer for running back Jonathan Taylor and are not trading him. No trade materialized today despite the fact that the Colts did speak with the Miami Dolphins and other teams. I don't think this is a win-win situation. Like, I get it. It's wishful thinking that they could salvage a relationship. This is a strictly business relationship from this point going forward. So Jonathan Taylor might be strictly business, but it's at least not going to be with the Colts. They Apparently the Colts tried to trade him, maybe to the Packers, maybe the Dolphins, maybe the Patriots. But now he's on the physically unable to perform list for the first four games of the season. Mm-hmm. Source told ESPN there's still trade interest in him. And the Dolphins, sources say, were one of the main ones in the talks. They asked for Jalen Waddell and more, according to Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald. Now, I want you to hear this. There are two different GMs that were asked about him. And let's listen to the answers. First was Chris Greer. He was the Dolphins GM, is the Dolphins GM, and he was asked about whether or not he was close to getting Jonathan Taylor. Chris is a, a friend of mine. Um, we've had conversations. Uh, and again, it was a lot of exploratory talks. Um, I can say there were no um, exchange of offers from either one of us. It was just general talks. So, you know, a lot of the stuff reported, I could tell you guys, is 95% of it's wrong. Um, so, you know, we, we had some discussions, but it's no different than any player um, that's ever released or, or available that uh, we know about and have discussions with the GM about it. So um, Chris was very uh, professional, as he always is. And um, so uh, in terms of being close or anything, there was nothing really close. All right, so that's Chris Greer. Yeah. Now, how do I say the Packers GM's last name? Gutenkunst. Gutenkunst? Yeah, Brian Gutenkunst. Brian Gutenkunst had this to say when he was asked about the Packers' involvement with Jonathan Taylor. Well, let's get the checklist out. First of all, I can't talk about players on other teams. Um, We try to be in every conversation. So (laughs) anytime we have good players available to us, we'd like to make the Green Bay Packers better. And uh, we'll look at those opportunities. I like Gutenkunst because he acknowledges that all these statements are nonsense. (laughs) Do you think Jonathan Taylor ends up getting traded before the year is over? Yeah, he'll be traded before the October 31st deadline. He has to be. Uh, anytime you put some on a trade market, it's hard to kind of take them off and then say, let's all be friends. I think Jim Irsay, though, is, is in the middle of this. Had he not gone public with making that comment, and I don't know if we still have it somewhere, Shannon, where he basically said, if me or Jonathan Taylor is not in the league tomorrow, no one cares. Like that, to me, set off the domino that we're dealing with now. So I don't know how Jonathan Taylor comes back. You have to trade him. But if really Jalen Waddle is what they expected to get, that's just nonsense. I know that uh, the Colts uh, GM said, or not the Colts GM, the Dolphins GM said that 95% of what has been reported uh, is false. Well, if the 5% is Jalen Waddle, then that's a big deal. I just don't know if the Colts are being realistic about what they're going to get in return for a running back, you even a really good up, running back. You wouldn't give up a Jalen Waddle for a Jonathan Taylor? I mean, Jonathan Taylor is better at his position than Jalen Waddle is at his position, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, but there's no way I would give up a really good receiver, a 1,000-yard receiver, a guy who might be the key, along with Tyreek Hill, to their Super Bowl hopes for Jonathan Taylor. It's just the position is too replaceable, man. You can't get a Jonathan Taylor – but you can get a couple of guys who can combine to give you similar production. And that's you just can the reality. get a guy named Jonathan and a guy named Taylor. <laughs> Probably, <right>? yeah. <laughs> and they'd both be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's a Taylor walking around. I, 
I, I do think I think he gets traded as well, and it probably will be one of two teams. It'll either be a team that starts one and three, Myron, and feels like they have to do something to salvage their season. Or it'll be a situation like the 49ers last year where you get an injury and you do like they did with Billy uh, with McCaffrey, Christian yeah. McCaffrey, and you say, maybe if I load up on that position, it can help me with this injury at another position. Yeah, someone will, I think, reach that point by October 31st. I just don't think there's one team, though, in the NFL that's relying on a running back to make the Super Bowl. Like, that era just is over. So do I think there's a team that feels like, okay, we're in the mix we just need maybe a, a guy who gives us an extra boost. Yeah, but I don't think it's this guy is going to be the difference between us getting to a Super Bowl or not. Like the position just isn't that. As good as Jonathan Taylor is, which is why, you know, it's not about where he gets traded to, Matt. It's is there somebody out there who's going to pay him big money. I don't think there is. Not more than what Saquon's made. And I think that's the difficult situation for him. Even if he gets traded, he's not going to get the big deal that he wanted because I think that air is just over for running backs. 888-SAY-ESPN. Let me know if you have been as sort of exhausted by the Aaron Rodgers experience on Hard Knocks as I have, or if you would trade for Jonathan Taylor. Shannon, do you have my Alabama kid uh, video? He does. All right, so this is this is many years ago. This is an Alabama fan talking about Tennessee, and it sort of applies to Myron's shirt today. Go ahead. I hate Tennessee more than I hate Auburn. I just dislike Auburn. I hate Tennessee. See, Tennessee's colors is, is that it's that throw up orange. It's not that orange that you can sit with. It, it, it reminds me, it, and it's not that orange that you can stand. See, I hate Tennessee more than I hate Auburn. I just dislike Auburn. I hate Tennessee. See, Tennessee's colors is, is that it's that throw up orange. It's not that orange that you can sit with. It's so that's that you right there <laughs> inside of a pumpkin orange, and I don't like pumpkins. And he doesn't like pumpkins. Nah, that's the thing. Is, it's it's Halloween not the orange you can sit with. Yeah. It's a puke inside of a pumpkin orange. That's what this, your shirt is right now. This is Halloween orange, man. That's what it is. It's not Tennessee or anybody else. Halloween orange, okay? Getting to the Halloween spirit. My favorite part of that is he says, uh, it's not that orange you can sit with. Uh, I hate Tennessee, man. I just can't stress that enough. Like, yeah. and, and, and I know exactly I, what that young man is talking about. There's some people I can't sit with, Matt, you know? That yeah, thing, I understand. I, we will talk that. about what's next for Jonathan Taylor and the Colts and whether or not Joe Burrow will get paid. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Touchdown, Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes, best player. Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in football. Burrow. Touchdown, what a start. You know, I try to leave a legacy wherever I go. He's everything we want to be about, so we take a lot of pride in having Joe Burrow as our quarterback. Try to leave a legacy of hard work and dedication. That's what we try to do here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Try to leave a legacy of hard work and dedication. Matt Jones, Myron Metcalf. If Myron Metcalf wears it, I don't. But if Adam Schefter, ESPN's NFL insider, says it, I believe it, and he's now joining us. Also part of the Adam Schefter podcast. Adam, let's start with Burrow. He is uh, back in practice. Week one is coming. Do you feel like he will be 100% in the first game? You know what, 100%? I, I don't know about that, but do I feel he's going to be out there? Of course he's going to be out there. He's practicing 10 days out. It would be shocking if he weren't. If you watched him during preseason warm-ups, you can just tell by the way he's moving, throwing. Yeah, calves linger. Calves are problematic. Calves are disconcerting you don't want to have the injury but to think that he's not going to be out there when he came back from a torn acl one year and came back from a appendicitis another year that he's not going to play through a cap yeah come on of course you're going to be out there the question is whether there's going to be a recurrence of that injury Cats are tough to predict you hope not but he'll be playing in week one adam what does all of this if anything mean for his contract status yeah well, I, I think that's a question that hangs over everything right now, and I think there probably are opposing viewpoints in this, right? The player wants to go play because that's his job, and the agent wants to go do the contract because that's his job, and how those conversations are going to break down and hash out between the two of them, we'll have to see. But obviously, Joe Burrow, at some point here, is going to sign a contract that makes him the highest-paid player in NFL history. Uh, the question is whether that deal gets done before the season, during the season, or right after the season. But that deal's coming. Just question when it gets done. Jonathan Taylor could end up in, well, maybe nowhere for the first four weeks because he's been put on the physically unable to perform list. There are reports today that the Dolphins looked at him, Patriots, et cetera. What, what do you hear is the likely scenario for Jonathan Taylor through the course of this year? Well, I don't know that there's a likely scenario, and that that's what makes the situation difficult to figure out but what i can tell you is where it's at today right now he's on the physically unable to perform list right now he's not going to play the first four weeks of the season and i would think that 
everything will kind of be reset. Like, will there be a contender that loses a running back due to injury and is then willing to go trade for Jonathan Taylor? Does that happen in the first month of the season? It could. We don't know whether it will, but it could. But I think the next window to trade him is in October, once he's off pup, once the season's underway, once we're into the season, before the NFL's October 31st trade deadline. So the Colts will have until October 31st to either find a way to make him happy, which doesn't sound like it's practical and realistic right now, or to trade him. Now, they couldn't get what they wanted by yesterday's team-imposed 4 p.m. Eastern deadline. Are they going to get more in October? I, I don't know if they're going to get more right now. I don't know. Maybe a team's need will change. Are they going to be willing to take less? Maybe. I mean, there, there's a lot of ways that this could play. So I, I don't know there's a likely scenario, but the next window to trade him is likely to be in October. And if they can't trade him then, then after the season, you put the franchise tag on him and try to trade him then. So to me, there have been three windows trade windows for Jonathan Taylor all along. The first one closed yesterday when he was left on pup. The next one opens all in October, and the next one's after the season. And let's see how it plays out. Adam, it wasn't that long ago when if a guy like Jonathan Taylor had been available, teams would say, whatever you want, we'll give you Mm -hmm. for him. That hasn't happened. What does that say not only about Jonathan Taylor, but just about premier running backs in, in the NFL today? I, 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 you know, I, listen, we all know that it's a flat, depressed, broken running back market. But there are still deals to be had. It, it was less than a year ago when Christian McCaffrey was traded for a 2, 3, 4, and 5. And that happened before the deadline for a 49ers team that had some injuries that felt like it wanted to upgrade the position. And that's the type of scenario I'm talking about where maybe it repeats itself this year. Maybe there's a contending team, a winning team that loses a running back that feels like if we get Jonathan Taylor, that's going to make a big difference for our offense. And maybe that team is willing to give up a 2, 3, 4, 5 or a package similar to that. We just don't know yet. I'm not going to make any generalizations about the running back market that we don't already know. We know running backs aren't being paid what they should be. We know that. We know that they've been devalued some in the draft, although we saw B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs go in, in the top 12, 13 picks. So it just depends on the player and the situation every year. Um, and we'll see how the Taylor situation plays itself out. We're talking to Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider. I'll get you out with this. I, you can give me – I have to admit, I don't totally understand the situation with uh, Trey Lance in, in Dallas in terms of I, – I, I think I read that Jerry Jones made the move and that Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott didn't know. Is that what you've heard? And, and sort of – would you find that odd if that is true for a guy that – would be as high-profile a name in a situation like that. Well, it is true. Jerry Jones said that that they didn't tell anybody about it. They didn't want anyone to know of their interest, and they made the deal without him telling the head coach or the quarterback. So Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott did not know uh, that the Dallas Cowboys were or had traded for Trey Lance until, obviously, it became a little bit public. So every team does its business differently. Jerry Jones and the Cowboys had a second-round grade on Trey Lance when he was coming out. Uh, They felt like the value was there, and they were going to go do it. They were going to go make the move for him. And so they did. They went out and got him for what they believed to be was a a, a good, strong value. Now, you know, there's an element of buzzworthiness to that 
trade and you know Trey Lance probably isn't even going to be the number two in Dallas this year. It'll be Cooper Rush who signed an extension during the offseason. But Dallas is investing a fourth round pick in Trey Lance with the hopes that he can somehow rise up and and meet the potential that the 49ers and other teams saw in him when he was coming out in the draft the year that he did. Adam Schefter, always great stuff. Thank you very much, and I know you got to be excited. We're just, uh, what, I guess a week away from getting it going. Eight Appreciate days it. Eight, eight, days. Eight, days away, eight, eight days away from Lions at Chiefs, so it should be great. All right, thank you, Adam. We, uh, we're, going to, we're, we're going to go to the phones here on Canteen Carlin. I, I had a few comments. One, that Aaron Rodgers was exhausting on hard knocks. Two, that Joe Burrow is the second-best quarterback in the NFL. And three, that Tennessee orange is the worst color in the world and that Myron wearing it right now is a threat to humanity. All of those things are things you can rely, can, can ring in on. 888-SAY-ESPN. If you got something else, that's fine, too. I'll talk to you about whatever. It's that kind of day because in a week, it's all NFL, all college football all the time. And we will deal with all of these things next right here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Yeah, it's Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones, Myron Metcalf. Myron just gave me during the break one of the best compliments I've ever gotten. He said, you say what people say in the group chat to people's faces. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's your gift. That's your gift, man. (laughs) You got to be honest with people. You know what I mean? Like... There's no reason to. There's no reason to hide it. So I'm gonna be honest with some of you callers. It, we're, it's called free for all Wednesday. Shannon just named it that. Our producer. Yeah, I, like that. I like it. I like that. Free for all Wednesday. We just yep. do this. I'm not. No, anyway, actually, you can't no, see. it's not like a Eric, rubber sale. No, Eric said whatever you want Wednesday because I like the alliteration. So I like oh because it's right. you want Wednesday. It's like WWW. Worldwide yeah. West, whatever you want, <laughs> yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, oh, and we're going to get to it. You know, yep. I, uh, we got Jay in Houston. Jay says he's tired of something. What are you tired of, Jay, besides the heat down there? Well, I'm tired of this Joe Burrow hype train that it seems like uh, everybody on ESPN is on. The guy has been set up with the best offense since he, since he got to college. He's never had to face any adversity on offense. All of his players have always been uh, good to great on offense. Le- and it's not talked about. Lamar is 6-2 and two against the Bengals. You know the, the, the two yeah. games they lost last year, where they beat them uh, once in the regular season, they lost once in the regular season. Look, those are not, those are not terrible. Lost, okay, hang on, just say, hang on just a second. Hang on just a second. Jay, Jay, just, just, just hang on. How many Super Bowls has Lamar been to? Oh, okay. How many has Joe Burrow won? So they got the same amount. But, I mean, how many has he been to, though? Like how many? Because I, oh, I, I I don't keep many, track with many, the news. Okay, listen. How many MVPs has Joe Burrow? Won? Okay, I appreciate the call. The last time I checked, you don't. Uh, they don't raise a banner for MVP. <laughs> they raise a banner for going to the Super Bowl. Burrow's been there once. Burrow's been farther twice in a in a career that's half as long as Lamar. And I love Lamar Myron, but Burrow is number the number two best quarterback. The only time he's lost is when he plays the number one guy. Well, well and I think they're both elite. You know what I mean? They're both in that conversation of the four, five, six guys in the NFL that are kind of in that pack of quarterbacks that are separate from everybody else. So I don't see how you can say the Joe Burrow hype is too much. He he's earned it. I think Lamar's earned it as well. Yes he has. You know what I mean? I think if you don't want to talk about Jalen Hurts, between them. Yeah, yeah, I love Jalen Hurts, but I think, you know, that's going to be the conversation going forward. Does he keep the hype going? In his Joe number? Burrow hype train. Well, he's always had good players. Well, maybe because he's good. Maybe <laughs> so one of the reasons those dudes look yeah. good is because he's also good. Yeah. 
By the way, one of the, so we had some people upset about what I said about the Tennessee Orange. One of them hung up, and that's what I thought because Tennessee fans might be a little chicken. Now, maybe not Alan in oh, Richmond because he stayed on the phone. <laughs> Alan, what do you got? <clears throat> so you're, you're 100% right. You cannot sit with Tennessee Orange. You cannot, no. So you cannot. you got to have that real orange in the SEC that goes with the blue and the Gators. Yeah, but you guys are going to be so bad this year. Like, I mean, Alan, I know you're a Florida fan, and look, Florida has a great legacy. But, like, you guys might not even win six games. Is your fan base prepared nah, for how bad go Florida's going to be? <laughs> I, I got I to root for them no matter what. I've been down there, uh, lived down there for a long time, and been a fan for over 20-some years. So, then well, I, I, I understand that. Say, okay. too, another, there's only two teams I hate that I, I don't – I can't root for it. I'll root for the entire SEC unless they're playing my Gators, except for Tennessee. And then the other team that I don't like, NDSU. Overrated. My son right, well, I appreciate Madison, you. So. Listen, it's, e- it's easy NDSU. to hate Tennessee. Like North Dakota State? North Dakota State? Well, hold on. That's got to be the first, wait, time, in the wait, first time in the history. That's got to be the first time in the history of ESPN. People have <laughs> been throwing strays at North Dakota State. <laughs> or just the whole state in general. I don't think anybody's ever brought up the Dakotas. Have you, have you ever like known Have you ever known no. a person to be angry no. at the state of North Dakota? <laughs> no, that threw me off. I, didn't, I, didn't, I was like, wait, NDSU? North Dakota State? That's an interesting one. Yeah, okay, so now for people who know, I wasn't just saying that I hated Tennessee in the abstract. I was saying I hate the color orange, specifically Tennessee's orange, and I'm not the only one. Listen to this guy. I hate Tennessee more than I hate Auburn. I just dislike Auburn. I hate Tennessee. See, Tennessee's colors is, is that it's that throw-up orange. It's not that orange that you can sit with. It's that puke inside of a pumpkin orange. And I don't like pumpkins. So I just, I just, I, I really don't like Tennessee, man. I, I can't stress that enough, man. And they, they, they okay, lose. That's they good. Sort of and then it keeps going. They, I wish you just stop right there. You just stop right there. So here's my thing, though. Again, sometimes I feel like country folks, you all say stuff and we go, wow, you know, that's an interesting phrase. The orange you can sit with. What is the orange that you can sit with? If you can't sit with Tennessee orange, I what is the could, orange? I could sit with Texas sit. orange. I could just sit with okay. it, hang out. Tennessee orange, yeah. my eyes are blinded. The burnt orange. Jason in Mississippi understands. Okay. Am I not right, Jason? Tennessee orange is the worst. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a Georgia fan, and I, I, I tell you, I could never go to watch them. Uh, Destroy the balls at Neyland Stadium, man. All that orange, I'd gouge my own eyeballs out. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> like, it's it's like when God created colors, he was like, you know what's going to make people's head hurt? Tennessee orange. And, and now you're wearing it today, Myron. Like, it's your job. Can I ask a question? Why do SEC fans always threaten bodily harm when it comes to the team that they hate? <laughs> like, it's always like, I would rather punch myself in the right eye <laughs> Then wear Tennessee orange. I'm like, whoa, you can just say you don't like it. You don't have to hurt yourself. You haven't been around Tennessee fans. (laughs) You throw in that orange and then with those fans, and it's – look, I mean, right now, Myron, you look like you could be working on the road, like paving it, or you – that's an orange. It's so bright. They have it – they make it that bright so that people can see it from a million miles away. And the problem is at Tennessee, you get 100,000 of those people in one place – I, I would hit my head on the wall before I'd ever touch <laughs> Tennessee Orange. Like, whoa. It is whatever you want Wednesday. 
888-SAY-ESPN. you got the theories about orange or other things. We'll also talk a little bit about the AFC. Can the Jets get it done after this horrible hard knock season? That's next on Canty and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.